You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. It's the final <laughs> It is. It is, although not really a countdown because we're there. Yeah. It's the grim finale, episode three twenty two. Blonde ambition. Oh, that blonde! Her ambition will kill us all. Yeah, we're all gonna die, you guys. <laughs> guys, thank you for tuning in. It is the finale of Grim. I'm so oh, it was so awesome. Oh, it was amazing. It was I so loved great. every second of it. Oh, I'm your host Zach Wilson. Joining me on tonight's finale panel. We have the lovely Yell Teagle. Hello, everyone. And the wonderful Dylan Chance. Hello. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> let's um, let's get into the story. This intense, dramatic. <laughs> All right. It's an illusion. <laughs> thank you to our engineer, Stephen Lemieux, for that uh, thrilling countdown. <laughs> that was actually me singing it, just so you know. Totally. I'm impressed. I am impressed. Yeah. Um, and you're not allowed to see how impressed I am because I'm sporting sunglasses. So you yeah. cannot see the true darkness. Hey, Zach, take the sunglasses off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you put him in his face, hey, Stephen. Trouble needed those. Yeah, she really could have. <laughs> she she really could have, but that's way down the storyline. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We're going to start out with the quote this week. Ooh. Yeah. Turn back. Turn back, thou pretty bride. Within this house thou must not abide, for here do evil things betide. Nice. Yeah, that one was thundery because there's rhyming and stuff. That one, um, <laughs> for those of you curious, it is from a uh, Brothers Grimm fairy tale, uh, The Robber Bridegroom, which is about a, uh, a young miller's daughter who is uh betrothed off to some random guy that the her father meets and he's like oh he seems like a good guy he's dressed nice i don't know where he lives or what he does but let's let's marry you off to him and it turns out that he's from a family of cannibals oh Oh. and she finds out she goes into the forest and they're like girl and basically a bird comes out like girl get out of (laughs) here you're gonna die if you stay you're gonna get eaten and then she runs away. Oof. Well, I'm glad her father at least found her someone to love. <laughs> Aww. Um, but this, it, I mean, it's appropriate because there's a big wedding. We don't know what's going to happen. And then Nick is also has some sexy times with somebody he doesn't quite know yeah. a lot about. Unfortunately, <laughs> even though he thinks he does. Oof. But let's let's jump right into the, to the episode itself. Um, we open on the wedding rehearsal. Yeah, we do. Which... Um, it's going very well. The, they seem to be getting it all, which is also, of course, never a good sign. What do you mean? They knew what to do. The rehearsal went smoothly. 
<laughs> the planner was like, take off those sunglasses. Like, or what's with what's the deal with those sunglasses? That was yeah, that was funny. Hilarious. That was great. Every single person was like, oh no, he's got optical problems, it's, light sensitivity. That's something we had talked about last week about how there's no way that no one's gonna question it. And then they were like, hey. This is something I know you're concerned about. We're going to take care of it in the first minute. I'm glad that someone questioned it. Yeah. But, like, everybody. But everyone <laughs> gave him an excuse. Okay, he can wear them. I wonder, <laughs> it was the wedding planner? No. Vessen? I don't think so. <laughs> I think they planned their own wedding, didn't they? Uh, the Seemed woman like who was there running the thing. Oh, She's kind of a wedding planner efficient. I'm just calling her the wedding planner. I'm not sure what her exact role was, but either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, they're, they're kicking it off. And then we jump over to uh, Renard, who's mm-hmm. like, where's Adeline? <laughs> He's like, Woo, need you on this. Track her down. Woo's not suspicious in the slightest. Like, not yet. Not the fact that like everybody knows she's like she was dating Hank for a little while. She's been dating the captain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She came in that one time and threw a hissy fit. She was a murder suspect. Yeah. Yeah, you think, I don't know, we'll start putting these puzzle pieces together early. Well, he does towards the end, but I think just clues. Oh, fantastic. That should um, be a summer web series. That, that should do. be. Woo's clues. <laughs> but um, then then just as we're searching for her, Adeline is there taking another hit off the witch bomb. Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, and she turns back into Juliet. So creepy. So creepy. Did you see the shipping name? Adelette. Adelette. <laughs> How's that a shipping name? <laughs> I don't know. That's what they said. She's just transforming into her. Yeah, but th- they needed something to call her because it's not Juliet and it's not. Oh, okay, Adel- so it's not a shipping right. name. Well, it's, you it was know. what to call her. But I agree, that is a great Adelette. 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 Well, and then there's Rattleland. Yeah, Rattleland. which I heard for the I first time. Anyway, and then um, just to like put all the pieces on on like the table, basically they're set up. What's going on? We go over to Western Stu- Western Steward. Mm-hmm. Who is he? Takes out a Canadian passport. He like hid this little like tr- James Bond uh, pack. It, it looks like it's like a bathroom kit that you would take on vacation. Yeah. But inside, he's got money and passports to like five different countries. He's like the Jason can- Bourne. And the Canadian passport had the name Walter Rathenauer. Just so we all know. Okay. Okay. It, it might Walter Rathenauer. It might come in handy. Next we ever season. see that name again? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to come think, in handy. Yeah, we're ever going to see that name? It just might come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> it might, or it might just be linked to a deceased man. Well, they said at the end when they found, not to skip ahead, but when they do get the body, they say, "Hey, it was FBI agent Weston." Oh, he yeah, had they... a passport. I'm just saying that if he has that passport, that means he has an alias, which means that there might be other things that come up that he's done. I'm just saying. Well, I have my own theory about what that's all going to connect to, but we'll get to that okay. once we get to the investigation just scene. Keep that name. A ton of stuff. In your head. It's definitely setting up stuff for the future. All right. Unquestionably. But he's he's not in the future. No. He's gone. Um, 
And then we get a, a, we go back to the wedding, and we get a really nice speech from Monroe's dad. Yeah. It was a little cornball, a little, like, here you go, reformed racist. He, like, three times, I think, in this episode was like, hey, I'm a reformed racist. Yeah. Hey, I'm better now. Hey, but it was, come to terms. But it was touching, especially for Monroe. Mm-hmm. And it was great to hear him, like, he was like... I can respect Nick because after the fight that they like, after they were like saving each other's lives, mm-hmm. you have to respect the guy. Yeah. Um, and he like finally truly welcomes Rosalie in after we saw the weird just like sniffing mm-hmm. thing between Rosalie and Monroe's mom. Yeah, they never showed that again. I wish. No, they just went away after that. They just had to do. <sighs> and then it was okay. Everyone's <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. We're all cool, guys. We're all cool. <laughs> um, Juliet's speech was fun. I particularly enjoyed how proud she was of being able, able to pronounce Kersite Schlischkennen, because that's how I feel every week when I come on this panel. I thought about you when she said it. I was like, oh, Zach's going to yep. be so happy. Well, that's how I feel. That, these are hard words to pronounce. Hundjäger, uh-huh. Zauberbeast, Bauerschwein. Kers- yeah, these are not easy to pronounce. Yeah, made-up German words are hard. <laughs> hey, that ain't cool. They're oh. German. They're German delicious words. They're made up German words. <laughs> they're great words. They, it's but a they romance are. language. It's a romance language. <laughs> it's a made up romance language. Nine. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and Juliet's like very much like she's a part of this community. Her and Hank are just as much a part as any of the Vessin, even though they can't be part mm-hmm. of it. And we do get a little tease with the sister getting a little drunk. Deanna, that girl. Uh, Deanna, she's always causing problems. She's a what? A wino. Yes. Yeah. I thought you said rhino for a second. I was like, no, she's a foosball. <laughs> Similar. Um, and then, like, we know, so we know where Juliet is mm-hmm. when we see Adelette, Adelette. Uh, show up at Renard's door. Yeah, when she goes to test if In it that works. that slinky blue dress. I got so angry Do you as think it if started. Monroe was around, he could have smelled Adeline? Yes. That's a good question. I think so. I think you would have smelled that it's not Juliet. You think so? I don't know. Or if maybe would... it disguises everything. Scent, everything. Because it did voice. Well, but I think with the modern day or whatever, Juliet probably wears some sort of perfume or true something that smell gives off a unique smell that only she would have. Right. But if you're not a blue bot. Right. Or a like, Hoonjager. You're probably not able to sense all that. I imagine... And the, you just see a person. I don't right. think, even if you did smell something a little off, you're like, oh, it's a different perfume today. You don't think, that must be a totally different person. But, Although at a certain point, you kind of have to suspect Adeline might be up to something. Yeah. But he has smelled Adeline before, too. Yeah. I, yeah. It, this, these are wild theories, anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know. How, here's my question. How did Renard not call Nick and Juliet and be like, by the way, heads up, Adeline was at your place. I had to break in to stop her. That's why there's a broken vase on your floor. Well, the, he cleaned up the broken vase because she said Juliet asked where it was and it's missing. Yeah. So the vase isn't broken on okay. the floor. I agree with you. He should have told him, like, but, like look, I showed up he... to stop her. She She's going crazy right now. You yeah. guys better be on your toes. Well, he how did you... tell Juliet when she came over. After? Yeah. How do you not immediately call Nick and be like, Nick? I'm in your house. Adeline was in here for some reason. I don't stole, know. Stole some stuff, including a nighty and hair. And attacked me. Yeah. So watch out. Yeah, right? I don't All know. All right, that's my, that's my question. 
her and all that. Um, but we just, I mean, we, there's a lot of back and forth in this episode. We, so we get, um, Nick and Julie, we, the sister keeps drinking as the party goes down. Oh dear. Um, it's, it's just like, this bad, this is not gonna end well. What, her drinking? anyone. I love when they come back from the rehearsal dinner and she's like, so let's get more wine. And, uh, Rosalie is like, okay, like, you're my sister. I'm getting married. Let's get drunk. Well, it's like, it was a very nice, touching idea. And then she gets wasted. Wasted until she wakes up in Rosalie's wedding gown. Well, while she was drunk, you skipped while she was drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the important part. They find her. Yeah. <laughs> later that night. Drunk in the wedding dress. And Wine she's... all over the chest. Arms, sleeves ripped, ripped off. off. And she explains why that dress is evil. It's been, uh, she's been married in it twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I guess is the thing with like family heirloom dresses. Like everybody's worn them for better or for worse. Yeah, but I think that once, I think. If I'm right, I don't know. Uh, I believe the tradition is that if, like, the dress has been worn and the wedding didn't last, you don't keep wearing that dress because it's now a bad luck charm as opposed to a good luck charm. Well, there's where her mistake was second time around. Yeah. Yeah. You got to throw that thing away. Burn it at the stake. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. Bury it in the ocean with some weights. There's there's ways to take care of this is all I'm saying. You need to weight the dress down. (laughs) I don't know. I think burning. Make sure it sinks to the. You got to make sure it sinks to the bottom of the sea that it doesn't like Jumanji wash up on shore. (laughs) In some foreign (laughs) places, are cursing. Well, cursed things will do that anyways. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so so she wakes up. Um, She wakes up, and Rosalie's face was amazing. Just like, just blind stare. Like I don't know what to do now. I don't even know how to how mad to be. I love that they went to get her something pretty. Yeah, because I thought that dress sucked. That dress was so ugly. I remember the first time we saw her in it, and I was like, why? I get that it's a family thing, but, like, alter it. Yeah. Make it pretty. (laughs) You're not happy with the... They're all German ancestry stuff. They gotta have the traditional... (sighs) I'm not a fan of... They're not traditional. Yeah, they're not traditional. Why should they have a traditional dress? Gotta have a piece. Okay. (laughs) Something old. They have Monroe's family to be the traditional stuff. <laughs> to be the something. I thought you meant to be the something, something old. old. Yeah, his dad, who's super old-fashioned. <laughs> Except for in this episode, he is a reformed bigot. Yes. Yeah. But so they take Rosalie out to get a new dress. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very nice. And the father is like, I'll pay for it. Don't yeah, worry nice. about the $7,200. Pocket change. I didn't, Moreau's family is loaded. Yeah, what the F? I mean, they didn't really go into it, but sure. I mean, $7,200 is not like, it's not like it was a $50,000 dress, and they're like, oh, yeah, I got fifty grand. Yeah, but. Rent. Still, to just drop that on the, on a whim. He, she was like, oh, I can't afford it. We can. Can you? Why <laughs> you are you paying for the rest it. of this? I don't know. Look, look you're, I think, isn't the bride's family supposed to pay for it? It yeah. depends on the tradition. All right. Well, either way. He paid for it. And it was very nice. It was, it was, again, another, like, show of, like, he's over his racism, yeah. his bigotry. And then Species. Monroe uh, tells Dia what he really thought of the dress. We both hated that dress. Yeah, best line <laughs> of the night. Yes. That was your best line of the night? No, we hated that night. dress? It was a good, it was a good <laughs> line. Um, 
Well, that, so then everybody's getting ready for their wedding mm-hmm. at this point. We see what everyone's like. Everyone's up to as because after Nick and Juliet left the the wedding rehearsal, they come back to find trouble making trouble. <laughs> She's trying to make dinner. She was making trouble. bacon. <laughs> she tried to make dinner, but she just made trouble. Yep. The house is on fire when they return. How did she catch bacon on fire? Uh, grease. You'd have to really try to get the fire in the pan. Well, I assume the fire was outside of the pan. I've, I've seen people make grease fires before. And, it was, a, And then they're tricky to put out. It's an impressively bad yes. attempt at cooking. Yeah. Uh, she just wants to do something nice because I think what Trouble's really struggling with this at this point is she's never relied on anyone before but herself. Mm-hmm. She's been her own person. She's had to be. She's been forced to be by herself on the streets taking care of herself her whole life. And now she's relying on Nick and Juliet and that's so uncomfortable. That has to be super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think was like going through her head at this point? I mean, I think that she's she knows that she's getting used to this family, I guess, that she's never had. And I think her idea of trying to cook was that she feels like she needs to give back in some way because at this point she has no way to give back. Yeah, she wanted to just show some appreciation. Like, thank mm-hmm. you guys for yeah. taking care of me. Look, I made you dinner. And it's when they're preparing. Nick's like, I'll order you. We can order you takeout before uh, before we leave for the wedding because they can't have trouble at the wedding. Like, yeah. It's bad enough to have one Grim there <laughs> without right. having to explain, oh, these two people have light sensitivity issues, <laughs> so they need to wear sunglasses. <laughs> Don't even think about also, it. Also, she's not related to anybody. She's nobody's friend from work. Who is this weird girl showing up with They could always just say that she's like Nick's niece or something. Yeah, I think there are ways around that. But I'm like, just saying it's, it would be even weirder. <laughs> light sensitivity runs in the family. This is my niece. <laughs> <laughs> Done. There you go. There you go. Explained away. Yep. But um, wait. Don't forget about the line Juliet says. Just casually says, I love bacon. Oh, yeah. That yeah. comes back. It's very important. At first, I was like, yeah, we all love bacon. Yeah, we all love why. bacon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, as long as it's not out of a Bauerschwein. Uh, oh. I made that joke. <laughs> when she started it on the fire, I tweeted. I said, I bet Trouble could make some bacon out of Bauerschwein. Oh. Nobody liked it. Probably does not. <laughs> no. not yeah, that sounds time. like it tastes awful. <laughs> Bauerschwein are disgusting. Sorry to any Bauerschwein who happened to be listening to the this podcast. Moving on <laughs> from the bacon. Um, but so then, like, the next morning, as everyone's getting ready, Juliet's gone out. Nick is just going up at, up at his room, like, you know, getting ready. He's got some time to kill. Like, because, you know, us guys, we, it takes maybe, like, 20 minutes yeah. to get ready for a so, wedding. All right, so here's, here's, here's where I had some, some technical issues. Uh-oh. All right. Juliet has gone out to get her hair done, which we later find out. Um, and Nick thinks that she came back from getting her hair done and then was like, hey, let's do it, even though I just paid money to get my hair done. <laughs> no, that's going to destroy your hair. Then he gets dressed and she disappears, comes back with new, even better hair. Right? Which they just laid on her hair. Look, as a guy... Wait, wait I'm not done. And then... Hold, just hold that thought. And then he's dressed and he's like, okay, get dressed. We have to leave soon. She's like, yeah, we have to leave in like 10 minutes. I'm like, sweetie, if you have to leave in 10 minutes, you should have been there 30 minutes ago to get dressed and do your makeup and do whatever else you need to do. She did her makeup at the hair place. Yeah, her makeup was done. Yeah, but you don't do makeup at a hair place. I'm just going to say, as a guy, here's the thing. As a guy, I understand in principle that hair could be like four hours to do or whatever. It mm-hmm. can take a long time. 
I also have a feeling that like half the time I see a woman who just came out of jogging and I'm like, your hair looks amazing right now. And also, if someone walks into the room and does what she does, you don't question it. Yeah, and I don't think he's really looking at the hair at that point. Well, I know then, I wasn't. Yeah, but then when she comes back in, he's like, oh, I liked your hair the way it was also. So, like, he Well, he's thinks, thinking back, and it's like... Right, but so he thinks that she came in and then went to get her hair done and came back, like, ten minutes later? Yeah, that's why I said, oh, that was fast. He's surprised, but he's not questioning it. Again, it's about, like, the the mind can make up reasons for all of this to make sense. It, even if, because he's in a rush, they're trying to get to the wedding, he's distracted. He's not questioning at the moment the fact that, oh, she got her hair done in 20 minutes. It's just, it, that's what it was. He saw Juliet. He was with Juliet in m- multiple senses of that term. Um, <laughs> he doesn't, there's no reason to question it in his mind. Why should he? Maybe because they're living in this magic world where the crazy stuff's happening all over the place. I'm just saying there are lots of things. There are lots of questions. There are, I mean, there's, with any of those shapeshift, any shapeshifter storyline, there's always like, whoa, why didn't you just smell her? Why yeah. didn't you no, just like, just why, didn't she have some different moves in the bed? Yeah. Like, no, that's Didn't she come on a little rough there? A little more so than Juliet usually does? Yeah, she's well, trying she something was in new. a romantic the mood because of the wedding. See? There are just little things, especially like because of the wedding. Yeah. Especially because of the wedding. Chocolate. She shows up and they have like 10 minutes to get ready. Then they wouldn't. She wouldn't have been like. Now is a good time for us to okay. do it because there's well, a wedding okay. we have to get to. I'm just as a man, you don't question. You just when they when she comes out. You of the, go when you see when 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 your girl comes out of the bathroom <laughs> looking like that. You don't stop to, to think or question what's going on. And you that is why. And that is why you end up sleeping with a shapeshifter that's not really your girlfriend. Well, I'm just saying it could happen to anybody. It could. <laughs> um, but we skipped over. And, and I, it's not sorry, my fault. We, we accidentally skipped over the um, the trailer, moving the yeah. trailer, oh, yeah. which Nick is like, we have to move the trailer. And that's great. It's a good idea. You should probably move it every every couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, middle of woods? I don't know about that one. The worst How place to move it to. How like, is he going to have all, to drive he, every single time he goes to that trailer? Yeah. Well, it's not even that. First of all, like, first of all he bought a piece of land. In like the woods of Portland, so, like that's that's weird in itself. Yeah, it's also going to be registered in his name. Yes, so anyone I thought who, about that too. And everyone across the world knows Nick Burkhardt at this point. Like people are just randomly showing up asking for him. Mm-hmm. His name is out there. They must, already have people in the FBI. They yeah. look up his name. They go, "Yeah, he owns this piece of land out in the middle of the woods." Let's go he check he that better out. have like registered it under a fake name that's like meager, like grim, like jumbled. You're so cute, uh, oh or God. something like. Because it's going to be easy trackable. Plus, when it's in a trailer park of, like, other trailers, inconspicuous. In the middle of the woods, totally conspicuous. Yeah, if I saw a trailer in the middle of the woods and there's no one around, I'd be like, I, I kind of want to see what's in yeah, there. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> that was my thought, is that in a trailer park, there's security. You have to be registered. You have to have a reason to be there. In the middle of nowhere, you stumble upon a trailer. Oh, I'm going to open it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. break in. There's clearly no one around yep. and no one to see me do it. Exactly. But like but while they're there, they start talking about like Nick's filling her filling trouble and more about mm-hmm. what's going on about all the uh like about his parents, how his dad wasn't a grim, his mom was. He met his mom even though she thought he grew up not think she was dead. Trouble never thought that her parents were grims. I think until this moment, she didn't mm-hmm. like connect all those dots just flying by the seat of her pants kind of thing. Never thought, oh yeah, one of my parents had to have been a Grim. Yeah, um, and now, and 
I wonder if that'll ever, like, similar to Nick, if it'll come back and she'll find out that her parents is actually one of her parents is actually alive. I I don't think so. Not to jump ahead, but I'd assume that her thought was, and if it's not her thought, then this might be it. That one of her parents, who is a Grim, probably I'm going to assume abandoned her. Because they couldn't raise her because they had to go be a Grim. Right. The way Kelly did. Well, they set it up that she was killed by um, uh, the troll Vessin. Yeah, she mm-hmm. said she um, They could have easily been just killed by a Vessin as well for being Grims. Yeah. Um, Especially those big troll things. Yeah, and she just escapes mm-hmm. um, in that whole process. It, I mean, there's a lot to, to go on there, and we're going to get into the second half of this episode because there's so much to talk about. Um, especially what happens after the moment of boom sex, oh, which yeah. is going to be a continuing theme here at After Buzz. <laughs> just boom, boom sex. sex. That's how it works on television. Okay. Boom especially sex. Grim. But now, boom, iTunes. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for listening to this all. See, we've done, we only jumped on in mid-season, but this has been one of the most fun After Buzz shows for us to do every week. We all love Grimm. We know you love Grimm if you're listening to this. We know you love AfterBuzz TV. So I bet you're asking, How, I love this thing. How do I help you guys out? Make us bacon. <laughs> that would be mm-hmm. nice, but I have a feeling shipping it here, would it wouldn't do so well in the mail. Okay, don't make us bacon. But Something go else. on to iTunes and rate us and give us a comment. We're going to be off for the summer. We'll be back when Grimm starts back up, but it is still so helpful for you to go in and review the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps raise the water level of the uh, of the, this show, of but of all of After Buzz. It helps keep us on the front page of iTunes, helps keep other people uh, f- to help people, other people find the show. Share it with your friends. Do your friends a favor and tell them about this podcast. Dang. Um, because it helps us get fantastic guests in as well, which if you didn't, if you missed it this week, midweek we had Sasha Royce come on for a special Spotlight On interview. It was fantastic. We spent about a half hour with him and we got to know about his career up till now. We got to pick his brain about Catherine Renard and everything. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd been able to talk to him after this episode oh, now yeah. that I know what happened. <laughs> been good. But it was a fantastic interview. Go check it out. It's on YouTube and it'll be on iTunes soon as our, we're having some server issues, but they will it will be up online soon. Check it out. It's going it was a great interview. It was a pleasure for us to do it. And we can get more guests like that on next season if you guys help us out. The other way you can help us out is by tuning into the season finale this Tuesday of Chasing Maria Menounos. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Tuesday at 10.30 on Oxygen. Maria Menounos, our executive producer, and Kevin Undergaro, our other, <laughs> the other executive producer, um, the reality show about the behind the scenes of their life. It's a great window into what they're up to. It's We're having fun watching it all season. The finale is Tuesday. It's going to help everyone here at AfterBuzz if they get a second season. So tune in. Watch it live because it'll help everyone out. Mm-hmm. Let's get back. To Grim. Before we get back oh, to Grim, I have shout outs. You have shout outs. I do, and I apologize. And I, I have a reminder it. for the shout outs. Um, um, for our fans, we are trying to get a hundred, that is just one zero zero, uh, reviews on iTunes. We're at the magic number 33 right now. Yeah. Ooh. So you have until July, even though this is the last new episode this season. Um, but you have until July to review, write a review, does, not just a star rating, but write a review, because in July I will be at Comic-Con and I will be stocking the cast for us. Yeah. Yeah. So do it. But yeah, we're at 33. I love that number. That was my hockey number. And you have a uh, special invite from Sasha, too. I do. So. 
That's true. Sasha yeah. said that I can come and stalk him. Yeah, so it's not stalking. You have permission. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to give a shout out to uh, DiverDog63. He says, an awesome podcast for an awesome show. Five stars. I just discovered this podcast recently, and I love it. Great discussion and insights from the hosts. Love Grim, and it's great to be able to extend the enjoyment by listening to this podcast. I Aww. love that they bring up things I sometimes missed or validate things I noticed. If you love Grim, you'll love this podcast. Aww, yeah. Thank really you, sweet. Diver Dog. Uh, J.M. Rowe Green. J.M. Rowe Green. Best, sorry, butchering names. Best Grim podcast out there. Love the show. It makes my Monday mornings at work go by a little bit faster. Keep Aww. up the good work. Nice. And CCA3340. Did you notice that Monroe's mom and the rogue FBI agent were mother and son in the movie E.T.? Oh. I did not notice that. I did not notice that either. That is a deep cut reference there. I think it was probably just an accident, but they probably got to high five at some point on set. I feel like they probably weren't on set at the same time, but I hope they were. At the after party. Yeah, Yeah, the rap party. All right. Yeah, the rap party. They <laughs> partying up. Anyway, let's get back into yeah. the show because right after boom, sex, uh-huh. um, Juliet comes back. Yep. And all she sees because she has no idea. She says Nick coming out of the shower. Mm-hmm. She's her nighty on the floor, not where it should be, but on the floor, and the bed is a strew. Wait. So Nick Wee. comes out of the shower. Sorry, I'm sorry. Just really quickly, Nick comes out of the shower. The sh- when she comes in, yes? I believe so. So the shower that he entered when Adelette was leaving, he believes that she left, got her hair done while he took a shower. Hey, maybe he took a nice look. 20, again, I'm just saying. I just, I just want that pointed out. That's all. Moving on. Again. Uh, we skipped a scene. Trouble. Trouble and Nick. No, when Adelette was leaving. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because that happened right before Juliet came back. Um, yeah, I mean, after all the stuff that's going on with the weird phone calls from Renard and from Adeline, like, mm-hmm. Juliet's like, what's going on? She's just super frustrated with everything. But Trouble actually sees this Juliet in a red dress leaving. In a hurry. In a hurry out mm-hmm. of the apartment. And she says, I hate bacon. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so this is pretty funny. I saw one of the Grim writers was tweeting, and it was that scene where she said, um, I hate bacon. And it was later trouble with saying, yeah, I saw Juliet, and she said, I hate bacon, which is weird, because earlier she said she loved bacon. But when he tweeted it out, he used Trouble's line, Juliet says she hates bacon, which is weird. End of sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's all you need. Yeah, I mean, that's just not a person. Something's wrong. My thought was, yeah, Adeline would be the one person who doesn't like bacon. She would. See, now we hate her again. Like, for a while, we we were, like, sympathizing with her because she had a kid and she lost her kid. You're like, oh, poor Adeline. But now she hates bacon? No. (laughs) She's out. I say no to that. She, this Um, whole episode with her phone calls and with the sleeping with and the the Renard is still in love with you, Juliet, and then being Juliet and sleeping with uh, Nick. All of that, I was like, what is this high school drama? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, Adeline has turned into this, like, snotty high school girl who's like, well, I heard that he's in love with you, and if he's in love with you, then you should be concerned because your boyfriend's not going to like it, and I'm going to sleep with your boyfriend. 
Oh my goodness. It was so obnoxious. <laughs> it's so true. She even calls us like, look, if he tries anything, I can make you like a mystical pepper spray. Exactly. You can uh, spray him down below. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? You gotta spray it's sort of like pepper spray, but like lower, <laughs> and then it's ridiculous. But I mean, it's all war. I mean, it's so she's. It, this is the ultimate. It's like mean. It's just Mean Girls on a uh-huh. grim level. Yes. Um, but uh, Trouble tracks follows her and sees Juliet mm-hmm. get into a cab and leave. And then she goes back, and there's Juliet. Well, before she sees, before she goes back, she sees Juliet get into a cab. And then about a minute later, the cab now has a blonde in it, dun, dun, wearing dun. the same dress. Ooh. Yeah, I love the first cab driver's face when he saw he just turns around and he's like, what? <laughs> I like that Adeline smiled like, uh-huh. Like, I don't know what you're looking at. It's, I mean, if you, t- I can't imagine if you're taking like, a passenger in your car and then you're just like, oh, well, first of all. Was he not looking at his rearview mirror ever? Because you can see your back seat in your rear view. I... Honestly, I was surprised that he even noticed. What cab driver notices who he picks up? There's a person in the back seat. I don't look at them. You notice. You notice when you pick people up who's getting in. Would you notice if he was a hot brunette who by the end was a hot blonde? Especially if it was a hot brunette who turned into a hot blonde. Would you notice that she was actually blonde? I would. Maybe it's just me and hair color. I would have been like, oh, I was wrong. And not have noticed. No, because you see that hot girl getting in and you're like, sweet. And then you get there and I'm like, wait. That's different not hot the hot girl. girl that I picked up. Maybe you miss saw the hot girls. You see even more. Okay, they're more memorable. I'll trust anyway, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but then Nick and Juliet are having this back and forth. And Juliet, what 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 could possibly be going through her mind? I have to imagine. I thought, she thinks Nick slept with trouble. Yeah, that's what I thought. Trouble was up there wearing her. You 90. didn't think so. Who else would have po- like yeah. that has to be the, her first thought because there's an attractive younger woman living in your house who has like very common traits as uh, your boyfriend like you sh- they share something very special which together. that was always what I thought if they had done the grim uh, another grim storyline earlier like if it had happened at like the beginning of season two or mm-hmm. like the end of season one that had to have been what they would what would have happened is Nick meets a female grim. And they actually did the storyline in the comics at one point was he meets another Grimm and they're like totally like there's a vibe because they're both Grimm's and you don't meet a lot of other Grimm's, right. especially other attractive Grimm's. <laughs> I have to imagine. I just, I always thought of her as a little sister to him. And, and that's this isn't absolutely, Game of Thrones. But that's absolutely what she is. Right. And that's what, and that's how Nick sees it. But when you come into your own, to your, uh, well, pre, not quite marital bed, mm-hmm. to f- to see that clearly somebody, like, something happened in here. And the puzzle pieces the are all yeah. there, that Nick had sex with somebody. There's an attractive woman there, in the, down the hall. See, I would have assumed something much naughtier happened. And I'll leave it at that. No, you can't. Yeah. Am I, okay, I would have assumed... Sorry, listeners who have prudish ears. I would have assumed that he was using her sexy teddy. Oh, while he for, pleasured for, himself for so what? long time. Yeah, that's no what way. I would have assumed. <laughs> I'm with you, Zach. My first mind was <laughs> she thinks that him and trouble were getting it on. Yeah, Those of you that can't see me right now that perplexed. are listening to it, I'm giving Yell this bizarre stare because I can't. I don't think that's Nick in the slightest. <laughs> I think it's much more likely that he hooked up with that the... That he uh, slept the, with the little girl who's just like a little sister to him? She's 19. 
She's, I think, actually 21. But Well, I mean, in real life. Oh, but in the show, in the isn't show. she's only 19, I think. Yeah, she's very young. Yeah, she's young. But she's of age. But, she's yeah. attractive. And, like, yes, Juliet wouldn't have thought that before. Yeah, but why would she have put on Juliet's teddy? Nick said, wear this. <laughs> <laughs> because she doesn't have one of her own. That's she true, wouldn't too. need one. Whatever. Uh. It, uh, you, okay, in this imaginary scenario, let's do this real quick because yeah. we have still have a lot to talk yeah. about. Um, like, maybe Trouble like goes in there, takes the nighty, and tries to seduce Nick, much yeah. the way that See? Adeline did. Right. That yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. as like a... Wait, you're saying that my theory doesn't make sense? No. It, no. It, it totally doesn't. makes sense. No one does that. Maybe if the show was set in like... Totally, I don't even, I'm not, I don't even know where so to go not, with that okay. thought. So not only did he take the teddy, but then he like rolled around in the bed with it, throwing She's covers around. He put it on. We're not keeping, no, 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 no. I'm putting, on. I'm putting a stop to this now. <laughs> we're I moving, never said he we're put it moving on. on. <laughs> we're moving on. It's not what I meant. We are moving on. They get to the wedding. Uh huh. They get to the wedding. Nick forgot his sunglasses. He had one job. One job. Nick. No, he had two job. jobs. Yeah, he had to ring. remember the ring, which was way, is way more important if you think about it. Not at that. I don't wedding. think so. Yeah, I love that Monroe is freaking out, and he's like, "Oh, he forgot the ring. Great, we can't have the wedding." Yeah, <laughs> that's like, it. Was a very real, uh, just like panic moment. He's like, "Oh, it's an excuse. Great. Oh, we forgot the sunglasses. Oh, we definitely." Can't. <laughs> and the dad's like, "I got it covered." How does nobody else there have sunglasses? I feel like they just didn't ask anyone else. I feel like I'm sure there's someone else that they could have asked who didn't have prescription sunglasses. Like, I, I just feel like Hank probably had sunglasses, yeah. or at least, like, in the car. Yeah, I'm He's sure like, somebody else had sunglasses. They just didn't ask. Yeah. Um, but so, at, like, they're, they're getting ready for the wedding, and on the way, like, Juliet accuses Nick. I'm sorry we keep bouncing back, because it's mm-hmm. such a full episode. Um they have that moment where Nick's like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> he's having a good day. He's yeah. like, I just got <laughs> laid. I'm going to my best friend's wedding. <laughs> I'm really glad that she um, brought it up then and there. Yeah. It would have been really obnoxious to like. Wait till the wedding. N- not just wait till the wedding, but like have that just be something that she's holding on to. And she's being all like passive aggressive and then later we'll get to it. I'm glad they brought it up. Yeah. And but it's like it's it's one of those. It's that thought of like how, can you blame nick for not knowing he there's how could he possibly have known but it still sucks like you you have to like those feelings are there that hatred is yep. there i think my favorite part was when she was like nick it wasn't me and, and like it hit him that she was like saying i know you think it was but it wasn't and i feel like they can't he can't she hooked up with Renard. Remember? Did they ever sleep together? I don't no, know I don't they, think so. No, but it was weird, and they did stuff. You know, it's a very similar. Uh, I guess it's very similar situation of like in terms of blame is like it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You still did stuff that I can't forget. Yeah. Um, and again, it's Adeline's fault. Yep. In a way, Nick was raped. Yeah. Yes. Not in a way. And I in a way, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. In a way, he was, it was almost like he got roofied. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. It's a. It's like one of those. It's, it's the weird things that can only happen in a show with magic. It yeah. was hex and beast rape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was I mean, non-consensual. So, yeah. Well, that's where it's like hazy with it's the magic. But no, because he would never have no, consented. Yeah, not with Adeline. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Hex and um, rape. And then it, she rightfully says, "I'm going to be sick." 
Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be sick. It's, ugh. Ugh. Just, so wait just a think b- about that Hex and Beast face. I have a uh, quick question. Yes. So she, him sleeping with her is what ultimately changed him. That's what started it. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, we talked about this last week. My theory on it was that uh, well, well, let's get into this when we, okay. once we get okay, to okay. that reveal because then Renard like they're at the wedding and like they're they've, they've got the ceremony going and everything. Nick's up on stage with he can't see anything. Yeah. Um, and Renard is like after he pieces all this together, he goes to, he, he's gone to the storage unit. He's figured out the what the witch bong does, mm-hmm. and he's like because he can read all the old German stuff. Yeah. Because um, just like Sasha Roy's, he can read lots of languages. Yes, and he, he translates, and then he so he knows like from that recipe book like what the solution is to fix it. Yeah, but he gets in the he, he like gets in the car. He's like rushing over there. Like Nick's not answering his phone because he's at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he busts in, and there's trouble. And we I didn't even connect to the fact that these two characters have not interacted yet. Yeah, um, not and, since she was. Uh, in custody. Yeah, but I don't even think they interacted at that point. No. Um, just because she was at the police station. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when stuff goes crazy. He's like, you have to get this to Nick at the wedding. Or like, I'm going to take this to Nick at the wedding. Like, where is it? Where is it? And and before he can, just as he gets out the door, bam, 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 bam. Oh. Four to the chest. Oof. And we're all like, no! no! This is literally how it went down. It was us yelling no yes. in unison as it aired. <laughs> we were just in different places. Yeah. Oh, you I could definitely, hear us around the entire I wasn't city. Shouting! I definitely went. <gasps> That's it. Um, I but, think I said. Uh, but it's Western Stewart. Curse words. Actually, yeah. So it was, <laughs> Western Stewart shows up and just shoots Renard in the chest. Like he's been trying to mm-hmm. take him out. We know that he has a vendetta against him, and he's really wanted to kill him. And he just takes him down. And he goes in the house, and Trouble's running. She does because she might be a grim, but she could still die from a bullet. Yes. Um, and he corners her. And that's when he makes his fatal mistake. And then he tries to toy. He was, what's he going to, I guess, eat her or something? I feel um, like he was going to claw at her. Maul her. Yes, yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Do, yes. do, nothing like the rustic wholesomeness of working with one's own hands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and he, well, but that's when he vogues and sees that she's a grim. Mm-hmm. But I, did you see, like, he takes the gun, he's like, I'm going to do this this way, and he starts putting the gun on his back, but then they show trouble, and she's got one hand behind her back. Yep. Does that not look suspicious? Like, what is she holding there? I don't think he's there? thinking about it. I think in a, you could, she could just be, like, holding herself up. Mm. No, she like, was cowering. For, she was like, but I don't think he, my point is, I oh. don't think she, that he, he picked up on yeah. it. And when, that's when she goes full out, Full grim and is just with her machete just chops his head off in one swing. It was yeah. beautiful. That yes. was badass. It um, was such badassery. <laughs> I just I clapped actually in my home <laughs> alone. <laughs> um, but so she knows she knows what's up and like she has to get that bottle to Nick mm-hmm. and she doesn't think about anything else. She takes the captain. She calls nine one one. Takes the captain's keys and gets the f out of there. I was really impressed that she called nine one one. Honestly. Yeah. I thought that either she would do it from the road or something. I just didn't expect. I don't know why I didn't expect her to call nine one one. I thought she would just go. I mean, she knows that it's Nick's boss, like somebody that Nick presumed. And the fact that he's there with like mm-hmm. the bottle means that he has knowledge of who Nick is. So I think with those pieces, she intrinsically trusts him and wants to help him. 
Um, trouble's coming around to be like a fully good person who like cares for others. Yeah. Now that she's in a comfortable position. And I love that. I love that we're seeing her really evolve. Yeah. It worried me at first because I was like, oh no, she's, she's getting too comfortable. It's all going too well. <laughs> um, but I think we're, we're going to have her around for a while. Yeah. As she goes, she goes to, to the wedding with the, mm-hmm. with the, uh, the green juice or whatever, the potion mm-hmm. that had been brewed. The reverse polyjuice potion. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it was the polyjuice potion. It was just um, he pulled it out. Of, he got it out of that. Yeah, right. I think that's the idea. Is you have to he has to drink the potion yeah. that affected him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she busted the wedding at the worst possible time. Because they were all starting. They to... were, everyone's getting emotional, so they all are like doing their little head waggle. Which I feel like a lot of people would start to notice that tick at a certain point yeah. when people are voguing. Um, they're like, why does everybody at this wedding have the same tick where their necks just, like, move around? Well, I, I mean, the people at the wedding, aside from Juliet, Hank, and Nick, yeah. were all vested. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, like, and we got a moment of this. Because after Trouble busts in, everyone notices, everyone sees that she's a grim. And mm-hmm. Nick is just, like, no, 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 she's a friend, she's a friend. But, like, nobody is listening. All they see is grim. Yeah. They don't have, most of them don't have that connection with Nick. So I feel like some of them must know. Because, like, you do have all the um, the Ice Beaver guys. Like, they know. They all know. They've all met Nick. Yeah. Like, Bud's people? Yeah all, yeah, all of Bud's family knows who Nick is. Yeah, but Bud, I think, was the only one at the wedding. No, he had a friend with him. Either way. And then there's a couple other people. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, the mouse that's in that we saw. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've interacted with Nick, a few of them. But nobody can stop them because you have... Um, uh, lots of di- there's to- there's too many vets in there to name, and we got that great one shot of like them all like we see them all in Vogue state, and then we see them in Nick's because Nick can't see the Vessin. They're like Nick's like what are you talking about? Nobody's Vogued here, mm-hmm. and then but we, you see that shot of like all the Vessin like doing their like threatening thing, yeah. but as humans, and it's kind of <laughs> silly. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's just like, but that's what I'm wondering. Like all the voguing, like with the the neck rolls and stuff. What does that look like when they're human? So it's like somebody popping their neck, like uh. yeah, just like just constantly whenever yeah. they're emotional, their like necks are just twitching to the side. Um, but they they take Nick into the back there because Nick's like, what are you guys talking about? No one was vogue there, and of course the bottle's broken. Mm-hmm. So and she's like, your captain got shot. Hank's like, what? what the captain got shot? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He's like, what? Let's not skip over that yeah. part. But they have to because Nick is, all of a sudden, he's, I thought he was going to like be out of breath or something with his super, and he, not only has he lost like his grim powers, he lost his like super grim. Yeah. Powers. So he's ah. like reverting from like super state to nothing. Not like, he's double what trouble like, Yeah. <laughs> double what trouble Double is. trouble. Um, and now he's powerless. He is no longer grim. He can't see Monroe. And I thought it was very, it was perfectly summed up in that one moment where they're in the car driving away from all this because they have to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trouble just looks at, just looks at him with this look of panic. And it's like, you really couldn't see him. And she was really sad and she, like confused, like, oh my God, my I teacher. I don't think it was as much sad. She's frightened. Yeah. Because Nick is the only person who's been able to show her this world that she's a part of she's her doorway into being what a grim is be what vessin mm-hmm. are like mm-hmm. she saved uh, he saved her from thinking she was crazy and now he's incapable of doing anything like he's powerless and that is just there's so much 
that is going that they're setting up as we go forward. And they, you know, they preempted it earlier. Remember, uh, Trouble asked. She said, "If you could be a Grim, mm-hmm. if you could choose to be a Grim, would you?" And he was like, "Well, it'll definitely change my life." And there was kind of like a little go back and forth with it because it does have some good and some bad. So. Because like even at, I mean, we uh, there's just every moment of this episode was powerful. That's yeah. why I thought it was so good is that it was nonstop because at one point Juliet is like I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. Like it's not your fault, but I don't know if I can handle this anymore. And the one thing that we skipped is when the police come to the house. Yes. Well we yeah, oh. we're going to get into that now is because there there is an investigation going on. I mean there was a double murder or a a murder and an attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz Renard is still alive when Wu uh, Wu in the ambulance shows up. Um, they, they load him into the ambulance and he, at one point he's coughing up blood into the oxygen mask and I don't know if he's going to make it. Um, we'll get into our thoughts on that in in predictions, but then Wu goes upstairs and they're like a lot of weird stuff happens in this house, you know, well, Nick's a cop. He's Mm -hmm. like, like he has enemies. You make, you make enemies as a cop, which is true. Yeah. But what you don't normally have as a cop is drawings of a swong in your bedroom. Oh. And Wu finds it, and there's this look of just like, oh, my God. Wu's clues. <laughs> I mean, Wu, at that point, he had, like, hiding it from Wu is done. Yeah. It's over. They need to bring him in. He's going to bring himself in. Well, now that <laughs> Nick... well. Let's. Why don't we just go into predictions because so much to talk about. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> it was like extra spooky this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mind blown. Mind blown exactly. by everything in this. Okay. First of all, I'm gonna pat myself on the back here because I called it. <laughs> I called this ending. When next and next season, so next season, what we're ba- what I, I mean, what we what is set up, what we're basically looking at is, as I said last week, old sports coach, sports coach Nick. He's like he's, he's like joints are all broken down. He yeah. can't quite play anymore. Get out there, kid! But you're gonna kid. You're gonna be the best there is. I believe in you. Now get out there and cut that guy's head off. I'm gonna disagree because <laughs> because we've seen. The last season started uh, with the zombie thing, and we thought that was going to be a huge thing, and it was done within an episode, an episode and a half. Yes, but this is – that was a little bit of a shift, and, like, Nick was sick, and they, they got him better. This, I think, is such a big power dynamic shift in, the in like, the hierarchy, and because of the introduction of Trouble, mm-hmm. it's already changing the dynamic – I, be, I mean, I believe he will eventually get his powers back. He I, has to. But mm-hmm. I think that they're going to... I think I think we spend at least half the season with Nick trying to get his powers back and Trouble having to essentially fight his battles for him. I'm going to put it on the board. I say no more than four episodes next season until wow. he gets his powers back. Okay. That's my prediction I'm saying, on that. I'm saying six to nine. Then that range, that's where he gets his powers back. But five. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Closest without going over win. All right. (laughs) Um, But so we get, uh, there's so much. Yes. Like in this episode, like, do you think Renard is alive? He better be. I'm not ready to lose a character on this show. It was a great 
if it was his death scene, it was powerful to see him go out that way because it was so shocking. But if it was his death scene, I would have rather just ended it like right then and there, not as opposed waiting. to drawing it out. And season, you know, four, episode one, we come in on him dying. That's Ugh, true. They should have just done it. It at could the end. come in on his funeral. Oh yeah, we could open That's on good. an arts funeral. That's a powerful moment. Yeah, I personally that'd be a hell of an opener. There are too many unanswered questions about him. And the royals. Which can be investigated uh, as he's dying. I just, I don't want him to die. That's all. He can't <laughs> die. Um, I heard via Twitter, and I don't know if it's true, that Meisner will be back next season. Ooh. I saw that, that there's a rumor he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you've got to figure he would be. He's probably tracking down Adeline and, like, trying to smack some sense into her. <laughs> yeah, because she went off to Vienna. Yep. Um, back to... Where she's going to get a rude awakening that Victor does not have her baby. Yeah. Um, so that's it's going to become Adeline and the Royals working to find Kelly. And uh, what I'm... They don't know that Kelly has her. But they they may not be looking for her, mm-hmm. but they are looking for her. Yes. Um, I mean, I think she'll be back at some point next season with a toddler or a, like, a, nine or a teenage yeah, child. Um, I, that I feel like that's got to be where they're going. I'm I, so excited. I think trouble's sticking around, guys. For a while. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think trouble. I think trouble isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. She's a great character. Ever all the cast talks about how they love working with Jacqueline Tabani. Yeah, guys, thank you so much, everyone listening. My panel, Uh-oh. this has been so much fun to yeah. do. I've been watching this show since it first since they first aired the pilot, and I've been a big fan. And this has been my first chance to talk with anybody about yeah, it, like at length, <laughs> which is so much fun. It's been the it was the first panel that I got to like do as a lead host. So it mean this show means a lot to me, and having all you guys listen all season has been so much fun. Oh. <laughs> um, so thank you. I can't wait to get come back in the fall. Um, yeah, where can the people find you online if they want to keep up with you between yeah. seasons? Uh, over the summer, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at yelltegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Also, um, shout out to Sirens Boudoir for the styling. More info on that on yell.tv. And follow me so that over the summer, I apologize, I'm going long, um, I will be at Comic-Con with the cast stalking them. So keep an eye out. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. And like Zach said, thank you guys very much. This show is great and I love it. You guys can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those places at that Zach Wilson. <laughs> Um, you can also I'm going to be doing a few shows this summer so you can catch me on Dominion The Leftovers and The Strain lots of fun stuff this season this summer Um, guys thanks so much for watching I'm Zach Wilson and thanks for geeking out with us from executive producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 